You know, I can tell you actually the first person in this country that ends up inspiring something like what we just watched. Her name was Julia Ward Howe. Now, if that name rings a bell to you, you might remember she penned the, the great patriotic song, The Battle Hymn of the Republic. Well, Julia Ward Howe was also the first one, uh, at least that seems to be recorded in history in 1872, that first suggested the idea of a, of a Mother's Day, of honoring moms. Now, she got the ball rolling, but apparently it didn't get much steam because it was not until 1907 that a lady by the name of Anna Jarvis really kicked that ball on down the road a pretty good distance and, and really got it going because within four years, almost every state in the Union uh, was acknowledging, celebrating some kind of Mother's Day on the day that Anna Jarvis picked. It was the anniversary of her mother's passing. Guess when it was? Second Sunday in May. And it was uh, by 1914, I think, when Woodrow Wilson then signed into law Mother's Day as a national holiday. Now, I look back, and I, I mean, I love a day like this. I think it's a good day. It's a day we need. And so I look back, and I look at a, a Miss Howe, a Miss Jarvis, a President Wilson, and thank them for doing this. But, you know, they really don't get credit for this day, do they? No, because long before 1872, as a matter of fact, we've got to go thousands of years back, there was somebody else who said, it's pretty important to honor your mom. You know who it was, don't you? It was the Lord. As a matter of fact, it's number five in the top ten great commandments that God gives us. Look on the screen here, you're familiar with it. It says, honor, honor. Just like all those cards we bought yesterday. Or for a few of us who are a little more prepared sometime before yesterday. Uh, honor your father and your mother so that you may have a long life in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Folks, do you realize that honoring our mom for the follower of Christ, it's not a national holiday. It's not a card. It's not a day. Honoring our mom, honoring authority is a way of life. It, it literally is to mark us. It, it's to be a character trait of the believer. We honor authority and we honor our moms. And so it's a good thing that we have a day like this, maybe to... I don't know what the right word is, kind of catch up. If we haven't been doing a real good job at that and, and stop and think about how we honor the position and how we honor the person who holds that position. Now, I want to do something a little bit different today to kind of help us think about this. I have uh, done a lot of research, searched the world, the entire world over, and I have found the two most significant moms on the planet. And I have brought them here today to help us to think about honoring moms. So would you welcome Natalie Hahn and Karen Hahn up here to the uh, platform with me. They're... Come on up. And, uh... oh, chairs are on the way. Chairs are on the way. We're going to sit down and, and we're going to visit a little bit and kind of interview them. Now, if you haven't done the math yet, this is my mother, uh, Natalie Hahn, and uh, my wife, Karen. And you can see why from my Humble, but of course, very accurate opinion. They are the two most significant mothers uh, in, in the world. And I would add a third one. I'd add Karen's mom in there because, of course, she gave me her daughter. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's scoot these up just a little bit. And uh, there we go. Thank you, Mike. And uh, let's talk here for a moment. Mom, you've got a little bit of a, a different experience as a mom, a little bit of a unique experience in that you, you got to be a mother to both uh, an adopted child, myself, 
and then my, my two sisters who you had after me. So what's the difference uh, in, other than maybe the disappointment that the adopted child turned out so much better than the ones you, <laughs> you had yourself, other than that, other than that difference... Uh, what, what's, what's it like being a mom to, to both kinds there? You get the feeling that we missed it on his self-esteem. <laughs> uh, having adopted Randy at two days of age, uh, and it was through an agency, a closed adoption, and the records were sealed, so it's a little bit different than maybe today's adoptions. Um, of course, we feel God answered our prayer both ways, and he grows families both ways. Uh, our two girls uh, are brunettes, big brown eyes, and both look like their dad. Uh, everyone told me that Randy and I were lookalikes and that we were a team. So we felt like, you know, there wasn't any difference, and uh, he just fit right in. Uh, we did make sure we always told him how special he was and what a blessing he was, and he made sure that uh, his sisters, Debbie and Amy, never forgot it. <laughs> and uh, when Randy was about five and Debbie was about three, uh, Colin and I overheard their conversation one day. And, and uh, Debbie said, oh, no, I am more special because I grew in mommy's tummy. And they got you at the store. <laughs> Walmart. And Randy said, no, 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 I don't buy that. Uh, he said, I am more special because they got to choose me and they had to take you and Amy. <laughs> so, anyway, we saw very little difference. Very little difference. Yeah. Now, Mom, you, you, we're, we're going to talk a little bit this morning about several stages of, of being a mom. Obviously, you're at a stage where you've raised three adult children. They have lives and families of their own now. So you're starting to get that perspective of kind of looking back over a life of being a mother, and I imagine there's some things you see and you think, boy, we, we, being you and dad, but uh, you, that, what was something good that you feel like you passed off, that, that you gave in parenting? Well, of course, the most important thing, uh, two things, really, but the most important thing was a uh, personal relationship with Jesus, a prayer life, and a Christian walk, and we really worked hard on that, as, of course, you all do with your children. Uh, and then the second t thing was unconditional love and acceptance. And uh, Colin and I did not grow up with that in our families, and so we wanted to make sure that we really instilled that. Now, Randy was a real tester, and uh, he got a lot more spankings than his sisters ever <laughs> thought of getting. And so, but in between, we tried to make sure that he felt that unconditional love and affection and after he had really blown it, he would come up and he'd say, Now, Mommy, you love me, but you don't like my behavior. Is that right? <laughs> and I said, That's right, Randy. We love you, but we don't like the behavior. So anyway, he got the, he got the point, and he grew up feeling loved. And we always make sure that we tell our grown children anytime we're talking to them on the phone, we always tell them we love them several times before we hang up, that we just... We never heard that, and so that was very important to us, the two things together. Yeah. Now, Mom, also you look back, and uh, of course I think coming with parenting almost is like riding a guilt train sometimes. We tend to look back and think 
what we messed up at, what what, what we wish we hadn't done. When you look back, do you see some things you wish you had done or you wish you had passed off? Well, of course, you always have those what-ifs. If I could only do that over again, and I think every mother feels like, oh, I would love to have another go at that. And I feel that maybe uh, just a better spiritual heritage because there were times you saw me run ahead of God, uh, times you saw me try to manipulate and control a situation and not letting God work it out. Uh, you saw me self-centered, and uh, you saw me just uh, not at my best. I wished I, and I, of course we hate it, we want to leave a legacy. Uh, and at this, at my age, leaving the legacy is a, an important thing, and uh, so I always try to keep that in mind. And those things I wished perhaps I could have done differently. Well, I, I didn't think of any of those things, Mom, but I did make a list of some things I wish you'd have done a little bit differently. Maybe you can share these the next two services. <laughs> so. Can't win. Can't win with Randy. <laughs> so, now, uh, and, and of course, our church has grown a lot the last couple of years, and so a lot of y'all haven't seen this, but we, we did this once before. Uh, and it's been about six or seven Mother Days, Mother's Days ago. I don't know how you say that in the plural. I think that's it. But uh, that, that we did this kind of thing. And uh, Karen was up here. And I, you know, I was just thinking, talking about these different stages you go through at, at being a mother. And, of course, Karen, last time you and I talked about this on a Mother's Day before the church family, our youngest was seven. Our oldest was 13. And, and now, boy, it's, it's really changed. Our baby is 13. Our and probably the biggest thing, our oldest has, of course, moved away to school and everything. So you've seen kind of a, you've gone through a major gate here in, in being a mom. How's that changed? What's it like being a mom now versus, say, five, even five years ago? Well, you know, five years ago, everybody's just there in the home. And, and it seemed so hard. And it, it is somewhat hard, but when I look back, I, I, I now see that wasn't hard, <laughs> but um, we go and go and go. Um, we are, our, it's like life has picked up the pace so much, and, you know, we're in school, and then we're in sports, and we're in church, and, and so it's like I have to hold down the fort and make ready to support you and the children. For instance, um, like during the week, the boys will come home at 4.40. I'll have to have dinner right away at 5 so we can get going for our next event at 5.30, which would be probably here at church or something. So it's, it's pretty hectic. And, um, you know, that's, that's an amazing thing that it just life is just so more slower, more slow. And then when they get into high school, then they drive, and then they graduate, and then they go to college. And once the first one goes, then the next one seems to go, and the brevity of time just gets, just it's just so quick. It's just amazing. And yeah. um, but the transition is that they're now young adults, and so we enjoy them differently too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As Karen mentioned, the schedule and supporting all of us. It's interesting in Titus uh, when the New Testament's talking about being a mom, it actually refers to the role that a mother plays, and the Greek word there is despot, which is like a tyrannical ruler, uh, you know, and now I've never called Karen a despot, mind you, but, uh, you know, that is such a role of a mother, isn't it, in that she manages all these lives in the house, 
And, uh, and, and the word used there in the Greek language is much like the, the person who's keeping everything on the ship going. And uh, so often that is the role that a mother plays. And you yeah. certainly play that for, uh, for us. Well, a, a question to both of you. What's, a, what's a, a, a high moment? What's a good part about being a mom? What's fun about being a mom? Um, you want to? Oh. Um, just watching your children, most and foremost, watching your children's faith become their own, watching them, um, you know, take what you've taught them and, and um, obeying. And um, so loving our times together, uh, doing things together, sharing um, moments together. We really enjoy each other. Um, I, love, I love our dinner time, Randy. I love just um, our time together together. Uh, sitting at the dinner table, hearing about the day, hearing what's on their heart and what's on their mind. I love our prayer time together. So just, you know, watching the kids grow up and um, watching them uh, just emerge into adults and, and enjoying every bit of it. We try to write down a lot of the stuff that we do. I, I've been writing this book for over 20 years. I try to write down the little things they do to enjoy them. And um, the little things they say, because I knew that I would never remember. I've had this book for over about 20 years now. But I have, you know, a story of little Randy. Um, you used to always come home and you would say, you know, I got it. Or you would say, Dad, you got a haircut. And you would say, we got them all, I got them all cut. And little Randy said, you know, all these years I thought he was saying I got a mall cut. <laughs> so I wrote that down because there's all these little things that, and then Amy, um, when she was starting to cook, she wanted to cook at age 10. She started to love to cook. So she was making banana bread, and she took the cooking spray and the bread pan, and she sprayed both the inside and then the outside of the pan. <laughs> and then she begged me to make scrambled eggs, and I said, you can make eggs? And she said yes, and asked if she could put the oven on broil or defrost. So, <laughs> But um, just little moments. Um, precious moments of love and encouragement, interaction, just yeah. enjoying them. I, I love them so much. Yeah. Mom? Well, <clears throat> I think some of the high moments are watching your children mature in the Christian faith, um, watching them develop servant hearts. I think that is just real, a real blessing to see how they reach out to other people and, uh, and then using all their God-given talents and uh, not wasting what God has uh, given them. And uh, it's just a real joy to sit back and see them at work yeah. in that way. Now, if there's high moments, that kind of means there's probably some, uh, you know, some times where being a mom really stinks. <laughs> when, when's it not so great to be a mom? When's it hard to be a, a mom? Well, we all have, we, we have all teenagers now. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else is there to say? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, you know, the low moments is when we fight. I, I don't like that. Um, sometimes when you have teenagers, they're not always going to say, golly gee, mom, your advice is the best, <laughs> or, you know, obey you. And um, they're gonna, you're going to get in conflict as they become their, you know, try to make their own decisions, and you get in fights. And, I, and, it, and that's a very hard, difficult moment. But you said something that I always remember. Don't let that moment define us. Don't let that de moment define you and Mary Beth or you and Amy or you and Colin or whatever. We love each other. We're a family. 
And sometimes when we have those low moments, it's there that happens for all sinners. Let's forgive one another as um, God forgave us through Christ. And mm-hmm. Let's be merciful and faithful and move on. And so we do. And I think that faithfulness has helped them, you know, uh, see God's faithfulness to them. So I, the low moments are definitely, um, sometimes interacting with teenagers isn't the yeah. best. Yeah, moms and teenage daughters, wow. That's uh, more than once I've walked out of the house and told the boys outside playing, if you go in there, you're on your own. You, you're, on, you're on your own, whatever happens. So, but uh, mom, how about you? Well, I think uh, seeing your children go through uh, disappointments and uh, rejection and trials, even as children and, and as adults, that is just very, very painful. And then watching them experience the consequences maybe of a bad choice or a poor choice and trying to tell myself that God has allowed it. Uh, but it's still really hard to watch, as you all well know. You don't like to see your children suffer. You just want to take all that away. Yeah. What do you think is a, a, an important role uh, that a mother plays in general, or at least in the way you took on the role of being a mother? What, what do you think is one of the really important roles a mom plays? Well, of course, at our stage now, um, we our role is to encourage, to praise, and to pray on our knees all the time for your families and your decisions and uh, uh, and keep in mind that my focus is the legacy that we plan to leave and to not give advice. We have lots of advice, but they don't always want to hear that, so <laughs> trying to keep our mouths shut. So that is our role right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, one to, no one to push, but no one to stop. That's hard to find that balance, but... Um, like Natalie said, first and foremost is to be the prayer warrior over your family and your, and your children. I've been praying. I, I have this form, um, and it just has 31 Bible verses. I've been praying it for a long Years. time, yeah. maybe um, since Mary Beth was born. But each day of the week, uh, today I prayed for um, respect for authorities based on Romans 13.2, and it has the verse. And then I just put my children's names and my nieces and nephews, and I pray for our family verses over them. It helps um, just, it's almost, it calms my heart to know that ultimately God's in control. But just to pray and um, over them, uh, to encourage them, to build them up. Um, You know what else is really important as a mom is to love the husband. When kids are growing up and they go through these huge transitions they need a place where there's faithfulness and love they need to see god's faithfulness to them no matter they make mistakes or not um they need to see god's faithfulness and that god loves and i feel like a husband and wife show that as we love one another and are faithful and hold on to each other through the years um they realize that that's faithful love and that's god's faithful love to them you know, when you come to Mother's Day, you, 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 obviously that's time of kind of remembering, and you, maybe you have some favorite memories. What's a, a favorite memory for you? Well, a favorite memory for uh, Colin and me is um, celebrating our 50th anniversary last summer uh, at our home in Colorado and having all our children, our three children. We've got a there's, picture of it here. Their spouses and our 11 grandchildren. 
and uh, having everybody together, uh, just being together, praying together, uh, playing together, and uh, that was just a special, special, special memory. Yeah, that's my, uh, right behind my mom is my sister Amy. She's the baby of the family. You know how babies are. They're kind of the center of attention and everything. Isn't that right, Randy? <laughs> Randy's loving being picked on in this service. But uh, that's Amy, and she's uh, seven years younger than me. And then right in front of me is my other sister, Debbie, who's two years uh, younger than me. And so that's their families and everything. And uh, that's real close to where we live in Colorado. So, But yeah, that was a, that was a great time together, great memory. Karen, what's a, a favorite memory for you? Um. You know, we do a lot of wonderful things together because our families are in Colorado or Miami is where my family is. So we'll go out to the ocean and go snorkeling, you know, or go to the beach. And we just play together. We do a lot of family activities, uh, movies, games. I guess if I can narrow it down, I, my most enjoyable time as a family that I love most of all is when we come together in our, our family devotion time and we just get together and we open our hearts and we pray for one another we share with one another, and uh, we get ready for the week or whatever's before us. I, I think when we can all be home and all together and pray with one another, mm-hmm. that's a comfort for me and for the family, and it's just the most beautiful thing yeah. in my life. Yeah, being home all together is a pretty special moment, isn't it? it is. <laughs> so, well, here's how, uh, let's kind of conclude, and, and I think maybe where you can help all of us, especially as the rest of this day unfolds, uh, you know, we want to honor our moms today. Tell us from a mom, what, how do you feel honored? And maybe from two ways. How do you feel honored by your kids? And how do you feel honored uh, by your husband? Well, I feel honored, uh, not just today, but uh, all the time when our children come home to see yeah. us, um, when they call us, when they ask us for advice sometimes, <laughs> and... Um, uh, as You're kind of hitting that advice thing a lot, Mom. Like, what's, what's the point? <laughs> you forget how much we know. <laughs> and as far as a husband, uh, to continue to show that he is the uh, biblical, biblical leader of the family, the spiritual leader of the family, uh, to show his servant heart. Uh, that's one of his spiritual gifts, so he's always showing that he is serving his family even as they're grown. He continues to serve his family. So I think that that is um, very important it's for, to feel honored. You know, we're a team, and we like to, you know, feel that we're still caring for our family even though they're out of the home. Yeah. We keep pointing them to him down there. Dad, why don't you stand up real quick <laughs> so we can see who you are, the old guy who pays for everything. <laughs> uh, that's what dads do, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Karen, how about you? What would you say is a way that you feel honored from a, from a husband, from children? You know, um, for me as a wife, I feel honored by my husband, by you, Randy. And I feel most loved and most blessed of women in the whole entire world. I feel like, I really do. I feel like queen of the world because of you. Because you put um, our house first and our home first and our kids first. Um, you have a very busy life, and you do so much, but still your priority is me and the kids, and your leisure time is with us, and your life, um, you have shown uh, that 
you love us and you take care of us and you spend a lot of time, although you don't have a lot of time, you still make that time for us. And that, when you love me and love the home, that honors me the most because that's my heart. And then um, the children, every mom, Christian mom, just wants their kids to love the Lord and um, to follow him because we know his ways are what, how life is designed and what's best for them, and we want what's best for them. So when they wake up, and they don't have a lot of time, but when they wake up and have their quiet times, and I can tell when I go in their rooms that they have their Bibles open here, and they're reading and they're studying, it honors me. And I just feel, I feel that they, they love us, and they love how we're teaching them. Well, thank you guys very much for helping us with that this morning. And I have a little gift for you here uh, from, De- there you are, Debbie's bringing that. Um, just a little gift. Uh, you know, ha- how I'm honoring my mom and wife is I'm making them work the entire Mother's Day. This is the second of four services. And uh, so thank just a, a little gift for helping me out with the, uh, the message this morning. And uh, I need these back. I have to give them to you two more times. So... <laughs> but thank you guys very much. Thank you. You know, uh, ladies, as we do take this day to, to honor and respect moms, and we do tend to think about the individual, but we also got to keep in mind the position. You know, if you're a mom, I believe with all my heart, you hold uh, one of the highest callings on this earth. And it's not just a calling in a metaphorical, general sense. It's a calling from God. God has given you a very significant role. Give it that kind of time. Give it that kind of attention. Treat it as if you hold one of the most significant roles on the planet. It should come out in your heart, your attitude, your energy, your efforts, your sacrifice. That you hold something uh, very special in your hand when you're a mom. And for the rest of us... Let's honor our moms. You know, we didn't go a lot in today to the variety of relationships that we have with mom. And, and, you know, we've got people who are going through their first Mother's Day with a mom who's just passed. We've got people whose relationship with mom right now is a little bit strained. And it seems like about the best we can do is a card, and even that's effort. Uh, There's just a variety of places we can be. But you know what? Whatever it means to honor, do that. It's not about what they deserve or what they've done. You honor. When you honor your mom, you honor the Lord. And that works out for you. That's for your well-being. That's for your benefit. When you honor those that the Lord has placed above us. And obviously the Lord knows He placed authorities, He placed people over us that are not perfect. They, They didn't do everything they were supposed to do. Maybe they didn't even do everything they were supposed to do under God. But God's will for your life is that you honor your mom. So we, think, we leave today, we think about what can I do? And what can I say? What can I give? How can I act in a way that shows respect, that shows honor? You know, even if your mom has just passed, or passed a long time ago, you still honor her today. You honor her in the way you remember her. You honor her in the way you talk about her. Uh, with your own children, with friends, with, with family. Uh, and the business of honoring is the business of God. So let's take that on today. Let's pray. Father, we do come before you today. And Lord, it is a a kind of a secular national holiday thing that has kind of brought us to this moment. 
But Lord, we know from your word that, that what this day about is from you. It is your will, it's your heart that, that we honor and respect authorities. And where does that begin but in the home? First and foremost in, in our lives, first and foremost in geography, we honor our parents. We respect and, and show love and respect for them. And Lord, I pray for every one of us today. Maybe we've already done something. But as this day, as this week unfolds, would you show us ways that we can love, that we can appreciate, that we can encourage, that we can respect uh, our mom? Lord, may we be reminded even, even beyond honoring authorities and mom, we're to be a people whose lives are about blessing and encouraging and building others up. And in that command, we see a place to begin is the way we encourage and show gratitude and respect for our moms. Would you help us to do that? Help us to do that as, a, as the body of Christ. Help us to do that in our individual homes as this day unfolds. We pray this all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.